When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What about the candy floss marines on their soft planet orbited by a marshmallow moon? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> They got, they got, they, so there was two Space Marines uh, legions that were wiped from Imperial history, and that was one of them. Oh, okay. The other, one, the other ones were the Bouncy House Marines. So. Have you ever been to our benighted world? Its name literally means night, but we do not dwell in darkness. Hell comes to our cities and our peoples. It visits upon the earth such ravages as to make the sky black as sackcloth and the ground spew red, molten death. It is not a hospitable world, this world. For monsters lurk in its fuliginous depths and death is but a slip away for the careless, the unwary, or the simply ill-fortuned. It is not a populous world because much of it cannot be populated. The mountains are bleak, craggy places, their summits wreathed in poisonous flames. The deserts are many, and they are desolate, unforgiving plains of ash. Our few rivers are veins of acid and alkali, tainted by the sulfurous earth. We have no forests, save for the petrified groves that lurk in the hot shadows of our tallest peaks. Our fauna takes to the air on leathern wing or hunts the dune with tuscan claw. It is serpentine and reptilian, chitinous and saurian. But it is home, this broken land, and we defend it with our blood and breath. Woe betide any who come here seeking to put it asunder. They will find it a terrible place. A very terrible place. Lore Boys here! Hi, it's Ethan. Welcome to the Internet's number one fake history podcast, as decided by us, your hosts. Like I said, I'm Ethan. I'm joined by Peter. Peter, say hi. Hi. Uh, To your point, uh, we probably are the number one fake history podcast. I can't imagine this is a very popular genre, and uh, we were the first. And Jamie. Jamie, say hi. Hi. Hi, my name's Jamie. I'm not sure when you guys are going to hear the quote this episode, but it makes me think that we're talking about cactuses today. I was really more thinking about there's a combination of northern Canada and Iceland, and I was just like, I lived in northern Canada. It's not so bad. It's it's someone that's home to a bunch of desolate areas that are deserts, (laughs) as as big and as barren, and I think it's cactuses. I think they live there, and it's home to them. This is barren. My sex life. Oh, (laughs) oh, this is the cactus episode of the Lore Boys. So uh, strap in for some thousand needles from Final Fantasy. (laughs) <laughs> that's oh, also uh, a province of world of warcraft cactus, cactus? thousand needles <laughs> oh <laughs> oh yeah man you guys you got we got to go do some like mob farming and cactus yeah, yeah. today <laughs> it's a um, it's a swamp it's a wetland oh yeah <laughs> wetlands is a different place Ethan, oh my bad also my bad, a province yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. This is, uh, like I said, a podcast, sometimes funny, uh, sometimes factual, sometimes informative, but never all three at the same time. Uh, we talk- <laughs> it's very difficult to be funny and factual, honestly. <laughs> we- I, I, it's much easier to just lie to people. Uh, I mean, I disagree. Um, Unless it's our animal fact. Yeah, that's true. Uh, animal facts are often uh, hilarious. So, Peter, what's our animal fact of the day? Owls got long legs. 
That's true. Yeah. And it's hilarious when you look at it. Look yeah. up owl, yeah, you, owl leg long. You can like pick up their their little like bottoms like skirts and you bring it up all the way and their yeah. little skinny legs go halfway up their body. Speaking of inhospitable uh, wastelands, my dad's heading up to northern Canada in a week. And it, his buddy, Peter, who's going up there with him, uh, has been raising a baby owl that he found. And his name is Hoots. So they're going to go. They're bringing, they're bringing him up north to teach him how to fly. That's Aww. very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we talk about uh, sometimes video games, sometimes tabletop games, sometimes books like The Lord of the Rings or uh, epic poems like Dante's Inferno and uh, Paradiso and Purgatorio. Um, but we always we talk about uh, made up history, uh, fake history. I don't know. I, I don't know if everyone would agree that Dante's works are is as made up, but um, most of the stuff that we cover is is fake history. <laughs> At least some of the people in that uh, he actually knew. So there's yeah. <laughs> kernels of truth. Yeah, there's there's some Christians out there who might take umbrage with me calling it all fake. <laughs> who knows? You know, the idea of angels and heaven and hell and Satan's balls being the center of the earth and all that stuff is it's up for it's it's up for debate whether or not it's fake. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be part of that debate. I, I'm pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter joked before we went on that this uh, we really should call this the uh, Christian World of Warcraft and Warhammer uh, podcast these days because yeah. all we ever talk about is World of Warcraft, Christianity, and uh, Warhammer. And sure enough, I'm going to be talking more about Warhammer 40k. I promised you guys <laughs> last time that I was going to talk about Space Marines a few more episodes at the very least. Um, so this one's yeah. about the Salamanders, the uh, eight, Emperor's 18th Space Marine Legion during the Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy. Uh, okay. If you haven't listened to our previous Space Marine or 40K episodes, you don't have to, but they will kind of enrich the experience, I guess. Uh, we'll, I'll go over the things that I need to, but not necessarily everything. From it's like yeah. salt in your food. It's not required, but it's recommended. It's yeah. like coffee beans after they've been passed through the intestines of another animal and pooped out. Much better. Oh, oh that, lemur, that lemur yeah. coffee. So, yeah. so take yeah. your brain that is a uh, that is a coffee bean and pass it through the digestive tract that is this podcast, uh, <laughs> yeah. until you get to the sweet savory butt bean that is this episode specifically. Lore boys butt beans. For- <laughs> come on, get, come on. Get, get. Okay, well, uh, that should be our sponsor is uh, some kind of coffee company with butt beans. If you're <laughs> if you're a coffee company out there, an indie coffee company, and you're looking for a, a shitty podcast sponsor uh, to push your butt beans, we'll 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 support you as Lore boys butt beans. Uh, crunch at us. This sounds like this sounds like a million dollars in the making, honestly. <laughs> Promo code Lore beans. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, founded first founded in the 30th millennium. What yeah. color are the salamanders first, just so I can... Uh, are they the yellow ones? They're dark green. Oh, okay. Uh, Blood I angels mean, are green, salamanders are green, all those fucking guys are green. If, if I didn't know what the color green was, how would you describe green to me? Uh, between um, blue and red. Okay, helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe between blue and red, and then opposite that. So you flip that to the other side. Uh, are we talking about... Um, on the light spectrum green, or are we talking on the paint spectrum green? Because they're uh, not there. If I had no concept of color whatsoever, okay. If it's the paint spectrum, then I'm going to tell you it's between blue and yellow. And if it's on the light spectrum, I'm going to say go between red and blue, so purple, and then go opposite that. How would you describe it if I didn't have any concept of color? Uh, make an L with your hand and face your palm away from you, and that's left. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And then go left. <laughs> then go left from red. I guess I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I I've been asked I've been asked that question on an interview before, and I gotta say I crushed it. 
Uh, how, how would you describe a color to a blind person? They asked me what my favorite color was, and it was red. And they're like, how would you describe that to a blind person? And I was like, oh, red is life. It's like color, it's heat, it's passion. And they were just like, damn, yeah. dude. I so, swear to God, yeah. I heard her whisper that. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, apparently the real way to do it, and I talked to a blind person in real life, and it's, it's like that movie Rocky, uh, the guy with the, the funny face. And uh, they, he falls in love with a girl, and she, like, yep. he touches her face and all that. Oh. Uh, and he drops a warm it. stone from, like, next to a fireplace into her hand whenever she's like, how do you know what red is? And then he puts, like, a hot stone in her hand. He's like, this is red. Yeah, and she's and like, my she, fucking hand, sense. dude, that hurts like hell. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? I'm blind, you <laughs> that's motherfucker. Helpful. <laughs> that's helpful, though. Like, you can translate into feelings and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, put we're talking about salamanders, not about uh, w- hot stones and ugly faces. I would I would have someone stand on the edge of my lawn, and then I would run my lawnmower past it and just blast them with all the grass clippings and be like, that's green, bitch. <laughs> I would love to see you do that to a blind man, Ethan. And that this is just, just oh, this is this is why he's in jail. <laughs> just like just like me trying to like like ripcord the the push mower to start, and him just being like, "What are you doing?" Like, uh, don't worry, just hold on a second. <laughs> uh, but yes, Jamie, you're right. We're not talking about colors. We're talking about salamanders. Peter was talking about colors. I don't know why he brought it up. Um, Probably because because for paint. the people who likes painting. He's paint boy, and he loves paint so much. Why don't you go smell paint? You'll have paint so much, huh? Uh, I got some Citadel paints here. I'll huff those. <laughs> I might get brain damage. I don't know. So uh, for those who listened to our previous episodes, you know first founded in the 30th millennium means founded during the Great Crusade, founded during the Horus Heresy, which is what I'd said before, but that just kind of sets the time frame to about 11,000 years ago from current Warhammer 40K. Because Warhammer 40K actually takes place in the 42nd millennium. It's like the year 41-something. Okay. So this is Warhammer 39K. Or no, 29K. 31K. 31. Oh, because there's the... Okay, the offset. Oh, no, wait. The 30th millennium. So the 30K. Because I said 30th millennium, so that'd be 30K. Anyway, but that's, that's just when they're founded, anyway. And we're, we're going to kind of go into, like like uh, last week's episode, uh, we're going to go into how they were founded, who their Primarch is. You guys will remember all Space Marines Legions, or the first 20, were all led by a Primarch, who was yep. the genetic son of the Emperor. Not by not by uh, Bird and Bee, but by uh, Impregnant with Gene Seed. Which is like is a, that a Homo Superior thing? Uh, yeah. I forget where that came from. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the Homo Superiors are are um, the immor- like uh, perpetuals are people who kind of just evolved to be uh, better. Um, so the Emperor, the God Emperor of Mankind, was born in the eighth century uh, AD uh, in Turkey, and he just was immortal and super big and super strong and super smart, and so. Uh, as this race of natural humans started to super evolve, they, they got the term Homo Superior. Uh, all these Primarchs are made from the God Emperor, specifically his genetics. They implanted right. these these babies with his genetics um, to become these Homo Superiors as well. It says uh, there's a sign above your Minecraft bed in our Minecraft server that says Homo Superior now. So you are I know. one as well, Ethan. Let, when, when we were playing on Discord uh, the other week, every time I uh, try to kill you and you'd kill me, uh, with your your hacking and your OP strats, um, I would <laughs> respawn just facing the the sign that said Homo Superior above my bed. Oh, so <laughs> lovely, lovely. After you die, you get killed by someone who's who's better than you. I might I say, uh, <laughs> called a Homo Superior, superior I'll, in some way. I don't know. <laughs> I'll admit that you're better looking and you're better thinking. 
and you're better gaming than me, but that's it. That's all I have. Uh, <laughs> I'll take uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first founded uh, during the Great Crusade in the Horus Heresy, uh, their homeworld uh, is the volcanic death world known as Nocturne. Uh, Sounds horrible. Bonus points, old Italian, who knows what Nocturne is? Uh, night time. Night, yeah. I did say it uh, in the quote to you guys already. I don't know if the yeah. listeners have heard it yet, but if you have, congratulations. It's a League of Legends character. It is also a League of Legends character who's a spooky ghost. We've He's covered enough old Italian on this show that we're all basically fluent in it. Yeah, yeah. I think we could probably just like walk up to some Ivy League university and just be like, guys, let us in. We got we'll we'll fix the Earth's problems because we know a little bit of Latin. <laughs> Harvard, that's so old Italian for last year. Let's yeah, figure yeah. this out, boys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Old, Ita- old Italian? Don't you mean old New Latin? Come on. Uh, so oh, yeah. Nocturne is part of what is actually a binary planetary system. So two planets kind of orbiting each other. There's big planet Nocturne. And then there's... Uh-huh. Is the other one the daytime planet? No. Iron. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nocturne is the big planet. Uh, Prometheus is basically a moon, but it's a moon so large it's kind of a planet in its own right. Okay. So Prometheus circling it in an erratic orbit causes the gravity to shift tremendously. Causes That sounds like it would fuck the continents up a hell of a lot. Causes massive tectonic stress due to the p- yeah. potent tidal forces at play. Yeah. So... As a I know a little bit about geology. Yeah. Uh, that is your. That is what's on your business card for the Lore Boys podcast. Resident <laughs> a <geologist. bit> of geology. <laughs> Resident a bit of geologyist. Uh, <laughs> as the Unification Wars came to an end, many Astartes legions creations were shrouded in mystery. Like any good military operation, keeping a few de- details out of the public eye can only help, right? So like many Space Marines legions, <laughs> uh, the actual indoctrination phase of the Salamander's Legion is lost to Imperial record keepers. Uh, so we won't get into the how these people were made into uh, killing machines like we did last time when uh, we had Leon uh, and he turned into a superhuman and he was found by the emperor and he was like, I'm going to train all my men up myself. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, we'll get into why we don't know how the actual space marines, like foot soldiers became space marines um, okay. in a little bit. Uh, the Salamanders, the Space Wolves, and the Alpha Legion are the three... Uh, Space Marines factions, which uh, have their founding like scrubbed from Imperial Records. Uh, we know about the Primarch himself. We don't know about the how these people were actually transformed into uh, Space Marines. Like what went into that? We know a bit. Like usually, it's impregnating young people with the gene seed, and then older people with a, a diluted form of the gene seed or something like that uh, to make them. Stronger. That's my personal mission. I'm just trying to impregnate the young people with the gene seed and the old people with the other seed. You got to do it. <laughs> the diluted we, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to do it backwards. I like to give the old people the strong one and the young people the diluted one. Uh, that's just a quirky so. little thing that I do. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Salamander's just one of three legions of whom no knowledge exists of their uh, training canonically. Okay. Uh, so, uh, the What makes a Space Marines legion? Uh, we've talked about this. We've talked about Space Marines before. Um, so what? First, organization. Second, trust. Yeah. Third, companionship. Fourth, listening to your uh, superiors. 90% concentrated power of will. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
so far we're we're pretty sure it's sugar spice everything horrible involved in a death world and the horrible chemical gene seed um, okay so emperor utonium was involved in some capacity right? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like to think of the uh of emperor newtonium as the god emperor of mankind okay yeah okay yeah Where... humanity <laughs> i've made breakfast <laughs> 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 that guy's impossible to do uh, uh, that voice actor but you sure did you sure to give it your all huh here for the whole People world would to understand. hear yeah <laughs> Uh, so, like I said, Nocturne is a planet orbited by a massive satellite known as Prometheus. The effect of the supermassive moon on the planet is enough to create immense tidal strain on the tectonic plates of the planet, resulting in a fractured world constantly splitting open to spill its gooey molten core onto the surface. Every 15 Terran years, so Earth years, or one... That's another no uh, World of Warcraft thing I just had to say. Oh, it's molten core. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> saying Terran, which is a Starcraft thing. Uh, oh, yeah, that too. That is also, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it spills open its its gooey center, its Cadbury cream egg, and what happens? Uh, Ragnaros comes out and... <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> out of the Easter candy? What? <laughs> <laughs> out of the molten core, Peter. Pay attention. Come oh, on. okay. Yeah. Uh, every 15 years, or one Nocturnian year, Prometheus' approach is so close that it seems to tear the surface of the planet completely apart. So you gotta oh, use a pool skimmer to push it away. Just like, oh, god damn it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> or just uh, hit it with a broom to just yeah. back it up. It's like, oh, son of a bitch, moon. Yeah. These must be some tough marines. Well, I guess they landed there. They didn't evolve there, for, right? Like, that'd be a tough place to evolve from nothing. No, so, yeah, so... Uh, year 7,000-something, the god emperor of mankind was born. Right. People spread out into the universe as technology advanced and space travel became possible, and we kind of... Uh, overtook the galaxy from the year 20,000 to the year 30,000 was essentially the dark ages where like uh, horrible warp storms ravaged the solar system or the galaxy and uh, like a ton of communication between like human colonies was lost so right. uh, over the course of like 10,000 years humanity kind of like spread out and then kind of reverted back to colonies on worlds so a ton of worlds like yeah. the world that we talked about uh on the last episode and you can go back and listen to that one um and and this one on nocturne they're basically like a class of people if you if, you, if you'll remember it was like a feudal knight system where they would like assign yeah. quests to go like kill beasts almost like a fantasy world on that other planet until the primarch arrived and then uh so the god emperor uh waged what are called the unification wars which was just him going out into the into the galaxy and like reunifying all of mankind okay so and we're right now at the end of the dark age kind of thing in yeah this so yes yeah. so to your point like people did it, it sounds like a shitty shitty place to raise a family you know the neighborhood's gone to hell but uh people do do it so uh okay. every every 15 <laughs> years there's this kind of event um where where the the moon gets too close like uh well it's every one year on the planet but every 15 uh our years uh respective years um, where like the planet is just torn apart by the approaching moon, and then I guess the dust settles for fourteen years ish, and uh, everyone kind of like rebuilds as best they can. For in fifteen years, it's just going to happen again, kind of thing. So it's kind of like a cycle. Wow. Uh, for the people of Nocturne, this is simply known as the time of trial. Vast tidal waves ra rise up from the sea to devastate shorelines. Thousands of volcanoes spew ash and fire into the atmosphere, spilling magma across the landscape. The weak haze of the sun is completely blotted out, while earthquakes ripple across the world and drag down what structures the people have constructed. Uh, well, 15 years isn't even that long for, like, a generation of people to forget. It's, like, 
Who is it who's just like, no, don't worry, honey. They put the house on stilts. We can get an oceanfront view. And then the moon shows up like eight years later to just sweep away everything on land. I yeah. mean, are you are you going to live in the cold for 14 years? Because in 15 years, it's going to knock down your house again? Yeah, no, I guess not. Yeah, like, but it still seems it's, it still seems just like <laughs> like reducing all everybody's uh, structures to rubble every fifteen years is like. I could have yeah. I could have learned that lesson twice at this point. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every fifteen years, Link has to run back to the clock tower to turn back time. Yeah. Turn yeah. Back <laughs> <laughs> Space Marines yeah. just like camping around in fucking tents. Yeah. George yeah. Foreman grills just like, oh yeah, you want another sausage? Yeah. <laughs> space Space Marine with like a big bag of masks on his back, just like selling them to people throughout the whole, the yeah. whole catastrophe. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so humans aren't the only ones to endure these troubling times. Uh, life uh, 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 finds a way, indeed. The okay. native the native fauna of Nocturne have adapted to the hardships of the planet, even in the most inhospitable locations. Uh, one of the largest volcanic mountains on Nocturne, known creatively as Mount Deathfire, is the home oh, of awful. The, <laughs> is the home of the largest of the monstrous fire resistant salamanders common to Nocturne. Oh, so the, it is like the mythological like D and D salamander. It's like sort of thing. So they're also known as uh, like drakes or dragons. Um, okay. And there are drakes and dragons uh, in this, like on this planet. Uh, if you'll remember from the quote I said, uh, they said they take flight on leather, like life takes flight on leathern wings. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like bats sort of thing. Yeah. Or, or dragons. Yeah. Um, and yeah. these, uh, the salamanders are also alternatively known as dragon knights. I believe they were known as the dragon knights first and then become like change their rebrand to salamander at some point um cool yeah so you'll at least Wait, they're Go they're ahead. the are, sorry are they the 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 actual like marines or are they the 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 like dragons at this point because every time i google it i can't find a picture of the dragon i just see the marines the salamanders yeah the salamanders they're, they're like actually like just giant lizards Okay. Okay. The salamander. The salamanders don't necessarily fly, I, or at least I couldn't find any record of them flying. But there are dragons that live on the planet. Okay. Cool. So like that's really cool. Giant winged lizards that breathe fire to some regard. The salamanders themselves also breathe fire, but the salamanders are the largest creatures. They grow to the largest size uh, of most or all species on the planet, kind of thing. Although, uh, and we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, I really like to imagine them as just regular size salamanders. You know, like whatever six inches long. <laughs> Nose to tail, yeah. For well, like a little, like a little, like Zippo flame comes out of their mouth. It's like, ah, yeah. like, oh no! <laughs> and everybody just like, ducks oh, the most runs. fearsome like, animal on the planet. Yeah. A guy just like, jumps into a lake in... of lava, like, or a lake yeah. of alkali and acid, like, burns himself to death. Like, they hide in thirteen foot shoes and things yeah. like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys will remember because you guys have impeccable memories that each yeah. legion, each legion of space marines is headed by a primarch. Yep. A, human, a human impregnated with the gene seed of the god emperor to transcend traditional humanity and become powerful, charismatic, hyper-intelligent killing machines. Not, not, sure what that has to, I'm not sure what that has to do with my impeccable memories, but go on. <laughs> you, got <great> tits. <laughs> you got great tits, James. I mean, I've always said yeah. uh, Slap them around. So but after... they're not all necessarily raised by wolves in the forest, correct? They're not all superhuman Mowgli like the last guy? Uh, I mean, so... If you'll also remember, after their creation, the chaos gods cast them into the warp, and they just okay, yeah. like ended up on random planets. Right. 
And as we go through each Space Marine Legion, maybe we'll find that different ones end up not on Death Worlds. Yeah. Uh, the two that I've given any kind of real research to so far uh, grew up on Death Worlds. What about the Candy Floss Marines on their soft planet orbited <laughs> by a marshmallow moon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they got, they got, they, so there was two Space Marines uh, Legions that were wiped from Imperial history, and that was one of them. Oh, okay. The other, one, the other ones were the Bouncy House Marines. So. <laughs> <laughs> the big inflatable armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have, like, they got to drag the motors around with them. They're just like, it's a fan blowing air into the thing. <laughs> uh, they got devastated uh, by the Xenos. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that the, they don't need the bouncy castle. They are the bouncy castle. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it really shouldn't be a surprise that one of these children ends up on Nocturne uh, during the time of trial, specifically. Uh, so the infant Primarch Vulcan fell like a blazing comet into the home of the blacksmith Nabel. Uh, so he didn't. He wasn't only cast from the warp onto the planet he was cast from the warp into low orbit over the planet i guess okay yeah uh you guys will remember the warp operates its strongest where there's life so the yeah. warp ne- the warp needs life so it kind of makes sense that he would exit near a system or i guess that all of them would exit near a system near some form of life because it's probably where it's the strongest points for it um an ancient organization of nocturne known as the promethean cult had conveniently prophesied a child savior falling from the stars. So Nabel on this uh, on this planet where uh, shit is hard all the time, and he's like a gruff a blacksmith who lives on his own, decides to not just like get rid of the baby that fell from the star and destroyed his roof. And it's like, no, I guess he's kind of the prophesied one that's going to save us all. So I guess I'll keep him alive and feed him. Uh, so he he takes him as his uh, adoptive son and names him Vulcan. Okay. Um, like most Primarchs, Vulcan grew quickly, reaching adulthood in just three short years, working in his adopted father's forge and hunting the great Saurians and beasts of the planet, <laughs> earning himself a reputation as a fearsome warrior. Jamie? Dinosaur hunter. <laughs> sorry. I was like, how do you explain that to the to the neighbors that your three year old son's working in the forge? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the bell, you, you have a baby. Yeah. Oh, that's Good, good, good for you. Like smash cut. Like three years later, he's just like this bruff, like barrel-chested man with like long, flowing <laughs> hair. It's like standing out. So, what? The bell. Whatever happened to your your baby? When did you get? When did you get an assistant? Like, no, no, that's <laughs> that's him. Vulcan has four many swords. Can Vulcan play with the Flintstones phone now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know, Vulcan. I don't know, Vulcan. Have you done your al- your algebra homework? Vulcan hates algebra homework. <laughs> Giant child just like drawing poorly with crayons. Like uh, Vulcan, you need to color inside the lines. Like punches his teacher in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like try, trying to fit in one of those like preschool desks. You know, the ones with the chair like attached to it or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiny little alligator backpack, just yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say uh, Saurians, are these kind of a- analogous to the lizard men of Age of Sigmar? Because I know there's like yeah. some. Par- I know they're not connected, but I know the lizard men are also referred to as the Saurians in no, Warhammer Fantasy. It's another word for Canadians. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Saurians. 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 Yeah. Oh, Saurians. Saurians. <laughs> Saurians. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so probably not related to the Lizardmen themselves. If you'll remember way back to our Necron episode, uh, yeah. the Lizardmen were canonically a faction in 40K. They were just more or less wiped out. And they were... Um, they're the old ones or whatever, the, right? Well, they, they were the ones that were like... They grew up beside the old ones. They are like they were right. one of the oldest sentient races in the in the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. But I, I assume when he says he's hunting saurians, it's just dinosaurs that live on the planet. No, no. It's just like a kind of a recycling of a term and like a callback to fantasy. Or I don't know if 4 decay or fantasy came first, but it's just like they share a couple of... of things yeah yeah for sure i mean they share a ton of uh, a ton of things honestly and like there's a lot of speculation that sigmar from age of sigmar is the god emperor and like oh, okay the yeah. fantasy one comes after 40k i think is the standing whatever the the preeminent uh conspiracy theory where like the universe like civilization collapses and then like uh, age of sigmar uh, takes place with them rebuilding and the, okay yeah. the original sigmar before he becomes the twin-tailed comet uh, you can go listen to our uh, Sigmar episodes if you're more interested in learning about Sigmar for sure. Because the Sigmar trilogy, yeah, those are some of my favorite ones. Yeah, th- three episodes on it. So uh, we we have the content there for you if you want it. Uh, so like most Primarchs, uh, oh no, I already read this. So uh, he's good at hunting beasts and saurians, even at three years old. I guess I guess his his adoptive father was like, well, things on this planet are tough. You're three three years old. Take this rifle. Don't worry. It's just a twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, gives him gives him a gun, and they take some hunting. I guess Nabel. I don't know if he doesn't question it because he believed it was the prophecy of this child savior. So he's like, "Yep, makes sense." Yeah. Jesus, Jesus probably grew up in only a couple years. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that part of the Bible when Jesus grows up very fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then God gives him a gun to go shoot a dog out back or whatever this guy's doing. <laughs> yeah. Old Testament yeah. is just old yeller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> old, old yellerment. Well, there's um, the old yeller and the new and the new yeller, and it depends yeah. on which one you want to fucking. And, and, <laughs> and God and God said unto Mary, and ye shall buy him six pairs of shoes, for he shall outgrow them once a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he kills beasts. He kills saurians. And even the Eldar slavers who visited the planet were not safe from the God Emperor's lost child. Uh, oh, the Eldar are uh, involved as well. So we've done an episode on the Eldar. Yeah. These are Eldar. These Eldar are referred to as Dusk Wraiths on uh, Nocturne. They are specifically Dark Eldar, which I don't okay. believe we actually covered in our Eldar episode. We just talked about uh, the Eldar creation myth and kind of yeah. uh, the creation of the Eldar. So I don't think we ever got to the schism that led to the Dark Eldar. Or we might have right at the end, but there was a, a ritual to Slanesh. Or there was like a, a hedonistic uh, orgy planet, and they conducted a ritual to Slanesh. And they all became uh, worshippers of chaos. And I... Lore Boys canon, not actual 40k canon. I'm pretty sure that's the creation, or that leads to the creation of the Dark Eldar. Uh, okay. Either way, Dark Eldar are Eldar characters, but evil. They're uh, fuck okay. children. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, aren't, aren't we, we all, all fuck yeah. children, technically? <laughs> yeah, we are. Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> uh, not Vulcan, though, because he came from uh, Test Tube. Yeah. Uh, Those so- uh, Promethean cultists got really fucking lucky. Yeah, no kidding. Eh? I like. I like to think that it was like some some um, some cultist and his like back against the wall. He was like about to get voted out of office. He was like, "No, you you can't vote me out because when the child savior descends from the sky, he's uh, he's only gonna want to talk to me." And everyone was like, 
nah, you're mm-hmm. fucking out of here, buddy. And then three days later, like a priest just like sitting sitting in his office, like da da, gets a phone call, like son of a bitch, how the fuck did he know? Like <laughs> <laughs> slams the phone down, like he gets up to go like fucking write a letter or something. <laughs> so during Vulcan's fourth year, so he's just starting JK. Uh, his town was att- <laughs> his town was attacked by these dark Eldar who were on a mission to capture slaves. This, for the people of Nocturne, was not a new occurrence. And when the Xenos arrived, the townspeople hid. I like to assume that the Xenos attacked like every fifteen years to come get slaves. You know what I mean? Like offset with the destruction of the planet. Like right when life starts to go back to normal, it's just like, oh no, now slavers arrive and they steal some of your children. You know. Yeah, they'd probably have to time it to it, the easiest point would to be to just be right after the continents collapse into an ocean of lava. Because when everybody's rebuilding, they don't have a whole lot of shit to hide under. So it's just like, well, we can time it with when the moon gets out of gets out of the postal code, yeah. and we can just go and grab people while they're busy, and no one will even notice. They're way too busy with like, they're they're way too occup- preoccupied with their legs being boiled off in lakes of acid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I like to think that that's Loreboy's canon. That's totally yeah. what happens. I wonder if you could like generate power on a large scale if you had a moon that was constantly just like not applying pressure, then applying pressure. Like you could just have big old pistons or something like that. So or, I mean, you, I don't know. yeah, we do yeah. it on we do it on Earth because we do it with the tides. You have tidal dams yeah. that just like yeah, draw right. power as the moon comes in. It like sucks all this water out or yeah. in, and then as it drains back out, it turns the turbines. I have a dental dam, not a tidal dam, but. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so you don't get impregnated by the emperor's gene seed? Yes, of course. Good. good There's good. something regarding the moon that's uh, relevant to joke for a dental dam, I think. <laughs> uh, so Vulcan, uh, having been injected with piss and vinegar as a fetus, refused to hide. Armed with a pair of blacksmith's hammers, he rolled a 20 on charisma and rallied the townspeople to drive back to the invaders, personally killing a hundred dark elder warriors. Uh, <laughs> so he's like... He, like, shows up as Babby, uh, crashes through Father's Hut. Uh, for three years, he's just, like, working in the forge like any good three-year-old would. And then on year four, <laughs> a, a bunch of slavers show up, and, and Nabel's like, well, time to go hide under my desk and hope that they don't find me. And then he's like, uh, fuck that, dude. We got hammers. We could just kill them with hammers. Why don't we... Have you tried this? Have you tried killing them with hammers? Nabel's like, well, I don't... Why would hammers kill something? He's like... Have you ever, have you ever hit something with a hammer before? <laughs> they Vulcan didn't have the tool, not a weapon. <laughs> if only they could see the the front cover of their own book, the Warhammer. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I wonder what the front cover of our own books would be if we could see it. Yeah. Oh um, God. We've already discussed this, and it's Warhammer. Um, <laughs> so then, he, Tiny he, Peter he, walking into a giant Ethan's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's what the people want. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he, he goes and he drives back these uh, Eldar slavers. He's like, fuck you. You're not taking, taking me alive. Um, as, as word of the battle spread, uh, leaders of the Nocturnian settlements would pay homage to Vulcan and swear to crush their enemies to something, something, hear the lamentations of their women. Um, so the, the people of the planet, <laughs> he, he kind of rallies the people of the planet and is like, yeah, you know, like if you just, if you just fight, and like put up a fight they probably won't just like come take us you know like it's really easy when like every time they come to visit we're just like only take those of us who are bad at hide and seek you know then it's really easy for them to like make off with some people but uh, (laughs) if we just like fight back a bit even just a little bit it's probably like not worth their time really 
<laughs> They've gotten so used to us being useless, they just show up unarmed. Honestly, it was so yeah. easy. I killed a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I, uh, I. I killed 15 before any of the other ones would even believe that one of us was fighting back. It was, it was very easy. <laughs> their big fish nets are barely attached to the bottom of their spacecraft that they've been using to scoop up people <laughs> off the streets. Yeah, the plus, they turned their backs and started counting to 100 as soon as they arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me a lot of time to just, like, get in there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And honestly, you guys are terrible at hiding. Like, that's, that street lamp, that doesn't hide you, okay? You can't just put your hands over your face and expect that other people can't see you just because you can't see them them in yep. all fairness for the for, for the for the people on this planet all of their good hiding spots gets destroyed every 15 years right? yeah that's true that's true right. yeah so, come on <laughs> it's like trying to play fortnite when they change the map every game it's impossible to do dude we're so relevant man oh, that's yeah, cool. that Hell, was cool yeah, here i here i am talking about warhammer 40k staying relevant baby uh, relevant relevant with the zoomers you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, so Vulcan was transformed in battle against the Dark Eldar, becoming the Fireborn, an undefeated warrior whose superhuman strength had torn the slave barges from the sky and devastated the Xenos in droves, whose granite-like flesh had scorned the enemy's poisoned blades unaffected and ultimately drove the Dark Eldar from Nocturne. That's awesome. With the Dark Eldar defeated at the hands of the Primarch, they decided to do what any of us would do. They're throwing a kegger. They're going to celebrate, okay? Hell yeah. A tournament of various challenges, including tests of strength and craftsmanship, was held. The podiums erected and the medals minted. The opening ceremony was kicked off. But what do we all hate at a good old kegger? Party crashers. Party yeah. The Party. butt chuggers. They always use the same tube that I'm going to do my keg stand with. Yeah. Fricker. Fricker, dude. <laughs> to totally not fair. They don't even do it before I, I get a chance. Hmm? Yeah. So uh, they get a they get a party crasher, a stranger shows up, a human, clearly otherworldly, pale skin. Uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> it's, for wedding it, crash. <laughs> uh, it's actually it's actually surprisingly Vince Vaughn, not not Owen Wilson. Oh, so I, wow, I guess wow. this is like oh, really? the, I think this is the spinoff when they were going to do an episode focusing on Jeremy. The, this was going to be uh, his his movie. You know what I mean? As opposed to Owen Wilson's character. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so pale skin, the stranger, uh, unlike the the burnished skin of the people who live there, uh, strange clothes made of material unfamiliar to the Nocturnians, not even discovered on Nocturne yet. A jean jacket. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say probably just like a cotton t-shirt. You can't grow any <laughs> fucking plants yeah. when everything is lakes of acid. Yeah. <laughs> just wearing yeah. a Hawaiian shirt, just yeah. like hey guys. <laughs> Everyone's just wearing like breastplates and like ch yeah. chainmail, like as like a casual a casual shirt. Uh, they, they like blazers made of chainmail. <laughs> well, it's a party though, so one of them have their uh, their metal collars popped yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. like a, a sheet metal tie but they have it wrapped around their the top of their head instead of around their necks it's like a metal board around a guy's forehead yeah, yeah. Like, it like makes that noise whenever they walk so the stranger had a request he's like i i really picture this like a national lampoon movie you know where it's just like party shows up like record scratch like oh the douchebag uh rich guy is here he's like oh, oh yeah i only got one request before you kick off your little opening ceremonies i'd be allowed to compete and everyone's oh. like oh, oh shit dude Whoa. he claimed that he could best any man of nocturne 
and the Nocturians laughed at him as a result. Why wouldn't you laugh? You guys got Vulcan, who, yeah. after all, could best him. I mean, the planet's motto was really just inviting this because they were just like, how many men do you think it would take to fight a five-year-old? And like, <laughs> generally speaking, that's like, a, that's, like the, that's like a joke. It's like, I could fight a lot of five-year-olds. <laughs> I, this was so. This was a one of those like is a hot dog a sandwich questions like debate starter questions. Are you right. f- tougher than a genetically I, altered five year old? Now on CBC. Than a <laughs> uh, but this this was one of those questions that came up in my work chat for a while, and somebody was like, "Do you think you could fight six five year olds?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, absolutely." I would destroy. Yeah. I would destroy six five. And he was like, "No, dude. I think it's it'd actually be harder than you think." I was like, "I don't think it would, man. Like one punch drops them for sure." It's like, "Yeah, but yeah. they they swarm you all at the same time." I was like, "I don't care. I don't know." I, I, yeah, no, I I totally agree. Like, have you inter- ever interacted? Like my my niece right now is like six or seven, and yeah, like dude. when we play, she's still like her muscles can barely move her limbs. Yeah. Like, yeah. An adult if, man is so much stronger than a child. I, <laughs> we could beat the shit out of children, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I told him, I was like, I could, I think I could beat a near infinite number of children, of like five-year-old children. Like, I, oh, I think well, I, I, think I, could, much. I think I could clear a hundred. No problem. That's not near infinite. Well, okay. How many... F- in, in terms of now. Re- how many numbers are bigger than 100 jamie so like yeah know. in infinite like with time to rest i could beat 100 every yeah. day for the rest of my life oh, no time problem. to rest i'm sure <laughs> like like un- until supplier for that until i tire <laughs> what I, what i meant by near infinite is until i tire to the point where i can no longer throw a punch i think i could beat a five-year-old no matter how many other five-year-olds are around me yeah, I might, yeah, I think we all agree, dude. I'm not sure what we're trying to prove here. <laughs> I just, I thought this was a huge debate uh, with a guy I work with and some other people yeah. in a chat, and I, I wasn't sure if you guys might, might be on his side or my side, but I'm glad I'm validating. So, you. Would you rather beat five uh, hundred <laughs> year olds or a hundred five year olds? Oh my god, that's a tough question. <laughs> the hundred five, no, because the five hundred year olds you might kill. One punch could kill a hundred year old. So I think yeah. I would take one for the team, and I think I would beat up a hundred five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, like I, I find it more, I like in my head, my reaction was like, that's it is more morally reprehensible to beat the shit out of five old people than 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 a hundred young people. Is it though? They're both pretty fucked up. I don't up. know because now, like yeah. the 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 hundred five-year-olds, you're scarring a hundred people for the rest of their life potentially. Not necessarily. Not if they potentially just get once. Come potentially. On. And if then, I live to 100, Ethan, you have permission to punch me straight in the jaw. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> He's going to be 100, I, too. He's news, older than you are. <laughs> the good news yeah. for you is that I'm going to be 100. And uh, I'm going to. So, as soon as I start getting old, I'm going to start going for knuckle replacement surgery. I'm going to, like, get on that list for <laughs> knuckle replacement surgery. So, they give me some fucking titanium knuckles in preparation for this fucking punch. Ethan, you can only get new knuckles or get your heart replaced. No, knuckles, knuckles. Give me the knuckles. Give me the knuckles. <laughs> J- Jamie dies at 99 and a half years old. That fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Ethan's open casket. Just like withered old man. Uh, giant hands. <laughs> so why why we why we talk about this? Um, Stranger shows up. Vulcan defeats the Dark Eldar invading his planet. Yeah. Uh, Stranger shows up and says, I challenge your strongest four-year-old to mortal combat. Uh, and they're like, well, that's a little bit rough. How about you just compete in our little tournament? And he's like, okay, I challenge your strongest four-year-old to this tournament of yours. Uh, so they're like, okay, sure. 
Um, with his own self-assured smirk, Vulcan's like, yeah, we'll let him in, you know? The stranger, with a coy smile, was like, well, whoever loses maybe has to swear their eternal loyalty and obedience to the victor. I think, which we all did as children, right? Like, oh, oh if yeah. you lose, you got to serve me forever. So I'm, I, I like to think that this uh, visitor is a child as well. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? Well, if you do it, you have to be my servant forever. And you have to, like, get me breakfast and everything. Yeah. And Vulcan's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the short form for is keepsies. You just play for keepsies where you play make for- someone your yeah. indentured servant. No, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the stranger didn't say no takesies, backsies, though. So. Uh, oh, so no. technically, so his his father or his his stepdad can technically try and fight to get his child out of indentured servitude. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, the law of takesies, backsies. I see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not legally binding unless you say no takesies, no. backsies. So, <laughs> uh, the tournament lasting for eight Nocturnian days. Uh, during during it, the people of Nocturne were treated to the spectacle of two godlike beings competing against one another. Utterly astonishing okay. the mere mortals there with their superhuman <laughs> prowess. It's a party, right? So it was like flip cup. Then it, oh, was, yeah, it, quarters, it was quarters. quarters. There's yeah. the butt chug. There is the beer pong. Uh, but so, somebody fucked up the scheduling. They did the butt chugging followed by the keg stands. So uh, they were uh, also they were also upset here. Yeah, uh, aggressively hitting on women and not taking no is like a direct no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a three year old, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the tournament lasts for eight days. And it turns out that this guy uh, is pretty impressive in his own right. He, he goes toe to toe with Vulcan. Tie dye shirt wearing motherfucker is another Primarch. Very well could be. I guess we'll find out who it is. Hmm? Many of the contests had to be declared a draw. So uh, the flip cup was, you know, was a draw. Beer pong. It just went on for too long. Uh, simply, uh, it had to be declared a draw simply because the guy running the stopwatch at the finish line was too fucking mortal. To even see them cr- see who crossed first, you know what I mean? Like these people wow. are so superhuman that they run so fast that the guy at the end was like, "I, I honestly don't know who won." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's like he's like start yet. Yeah. <laughs> Go! But before he can even click the top of the stopwatch, the little ribbon for the finish line has just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like one, one piece just like flaps him, like slaps him in the face, just like very. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, what, you, do, what the. What, there was one competition, the the keg lift. It was actually the anvil lift, but we'll say Lord Boy's Cannon. It was the keg lift. Sick. Uh, it ended when both lifted the anvil above their heads and held it for a full day and a half with no sign of tiring. And wow. if I am a spectator watching two superhuman beings like pop off against each other in contests of will, watching them stand there with anvils lifted over their head for a day and a half sounds like the most boring fucking thing I, Dude, could, sur- I could possibly imagine. Survivor yeah. did it. Survivor did it, and they made it. You just got to boil it down. You uh, just got to put the highlights. You need those, you need those CBS edits. I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an anvil, but it was like, I don't know, whatever they got, a coconut or whatever they got out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, the coconut, the island's answer to the anvil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of day eight, the contestants were tied. However many uh, however many uh, contests, one of them actually won. The other one won another. You know what I mean? So one right. would win one, right. the other one would another, and then they had a bunch of draws as well. So to break the tie, the elders of Nocturne panic picked a final challenge: salamander hunting. 
Both contestants were given 36 hours to forge a weapon and use that weapon to hunt down and slay one of Nocturne's reptilian salamanders. Okay. All right. Blacksmith boy's now, head. Yeah, put down the anvil. Now make a weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's part of the race. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and somebody was like, yes, yeah, somebody was like, okay, uh, Vulcan, go make a weapon now. Here's a hammer that you can use with your anvil. And he just like looked at the hammer. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, just going out and slaying a reptile probably would have ended up in a tie. So they say whoever brings back the biggest salamander wins. Okay. Okay. That's a good way to like guarantee uh, there's no tie because there's no way they can find two perfectly equal sized salamanders. (laughs) The five-year-old just has to fuck a a salamander, then it would have a baby with an enriched jeans, and it would get twice as big as the other ones in like three days. Yeah. Easy. Although that's uh, that's why they only gave him a day and a half. uh, That's a pretty intense harebrained scheme right there. (laughs) (laughs) Vulcan just like going to his coach, don't worry coach, I got this. I'm gonna fuck a salamander. <laughs> Vulcan, what? What, what are you? T- okay, take the anvil. Start making a weapon. No, no, no. I'm not gonna need it. I'm gonna fuck a salamander. I got some rubbers <laughs> in my wallet. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, what, what, okay, if you're if you're gonna fuck the salamander, you you can't use condoms. Okay, like just. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't know if you realize this, Vulcan, but. You swore fealty to him for all time if you lose. I think you should take this a little bit more seriously than saying you're going right, to go you know, fuck I, a salamander. I'll fuck the first one with the condom, the second one without a condom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to work on a weapon for you, okay? You do whatever the fuck you're going to do. When one tries to bite your dick off, you'll have a hammer, okay? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh, both contestants spent a full 24 hours forging their weapon. Which seems like a significant amount of the time that you were allotted. And as the day closed, they emerged. Vulcan had forged himself a war hammer, like the title of the game. And then he winks at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't wink, but he's like, he like walked out like a real C-list actor. And then the others were like, "What, what did you make? And he's like, I made a war hammer. And then just looked directly at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like a real pregnant pause there, you know. Yeah, uh, he he'd forged himself a warhammer while the stranger had formed himself a keen-edged sword. Ah, we don't play keen-edged sword forty k. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He clearly doesn't know branding. <laughs> this guy clearly doesn't know what's actually going to win the contest here. Hmm? So both made beelines for Mount Deathfire, where the locals knew uh, the largest of the fire drakes or salamanders lived. Vulcan was the first to find one and decapitated it with a single blow from his hammer. Uh, I like Holy shit, they're like a golf swing? Two two things. I love to picture or I love to imagine him realizing that he like made his salamander so much shorter by destroying the head so completely. <laughs> oh. and, and, <laughs> and also I love to picture these as just like again, regular size salamanders. And just like they're just like on their hands and knees, like turning over rocks, and he just like turns over rocks, smashes with a hammer, and then he looks to see if he got one, you know. <laughs> and then finally he gets one, and it's like it's pretty big, but it's like nine inches long without the head, you know. Uh, yeah, so now he's he's gonna lose because of this technicality, or else they wouldn't even have mentioned that he decapitated, right? Well, so 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 I lo- I love the idea of like them both at the end and standing there like fishermen like who just caught fish and showing how long they are and like 
the stranger's just like slightly longer because the head extends a bit further because he didn't like destroy like completely evaporate the head of it you'd have the head like just the sludge left over in a ziploc just like yeah, in yeah. his other hand <laughs> in a bag next to it <laughs> dude uh, you need like a little bow and arrow where you use just like a needle as the arrow or something that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or some sort of keen edge sword that you could just drain the innards of it yeah i don't know what a keen edge edge sword is i had to google it and apparently it's a song in the banner saga it's Cut just, with a keen edge sword. I mean, Cut with a keen edge sword. Like great. Uh, keen yeah. just means like sharp or yeah. very like refined and clean. Yeah. Uh, just okay. a sharp sword, more than yeah. anything. That seems more likely to decapitate than a blunt hammer, but I'm yeah. not going to write the story. So, so. so you, so you know, he did some damage with this hammer. Yeah. Uh, so he's returning from his kill. While he was doing that, however, the temperamental volcano of Mount Deathfire decides to erupt. Nearly thrown from a cliff, Vulcan was able to get a handhold with one hand while clutching to his prize with the other. So he's like dangling above a ravine of lava now. One hand on the cliff, other hand on the salamander. Unable to do a one-handed pull-up while holding on to the salamander, all Vulcan could do was stubbornly hold on above the lava-filled ravine while his grip slowly weakened. This seems like a weird limitation for a demigod where I just, can he not just like pull himself up with his one super beefy arm and then like latch onto the edge of the cliff with his teeth and then, <laughs> and then like throw the salamander corpse up and yeah. use that yeah. well they yes. he cut off the tips of his fingers in an anvil accident when he was only oh. two years old yeah 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 <laughs> real human That's fingers it. on the end yeah. so no, he couldn't he, do it yeah. he was he was one year old and nabel was like an absentee father because he drank a lot and like even nabel knew you only give a forge and a hammer to a two-year-old, never to a one-year-old. They're too young yeah. at that point to understand the dangers of it. So, uh, yeah, it just fell into his hands. No, but so I think this is where the the idea. This is why it never became Loreboy's canon that these are really small salamanders. I just love the idea of it because I think it is like a like a hundred foot long lizard. You know what I mean? That he's like dragging uh, behind him. Like it's something insanely heavy, and he was just like dragging it with him. Uh, and now I he's, would much prefer <laughs> the idea where he's yeah. like. Oh, oh, God damn it! I need to drop a little bit of weight, and he's holding like a four-inch-long decapitated salamander. Yeah, yeah, like, f- in, like like two fingers, ex- <laughs> exactly, like two grams of weight. It's on, and he just can't do the one-handed pull. Whereas, like, if he dropped it, he could just do the one-handed pull up, like straight to his feet, like just like, yeah. like oh, yeah. right up. <laughs> he like goes down. He like chews one button off of his collar and just spits it out. He's like, <laughs> not enough weight. <laughs> no, he chews the second button and he's fine. He can pull himself up the rest of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I actually was picturing a small salamander just because I was so enraptured in her own I know, yeah. I, yeah, That's good. Uh, well, it would have been, been Lorboy's canon if it wasn't for this one part of the story where it's like, now he's dangling and it doesn't make sense anymore. Right, we uh, don't know what gravity's like on this planet. It could, it, They could be very heavy and small. He's yeah. Just, yeah, they're just super. The dense. moon's underneath them. The moon's underneath them at this point. It's pulling down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's hanging. He's hanging by a thread. Hanging by uh, his one finger. There's a caterpillar crang- uh, crawling across his fingers, making him laugh, tickling his. Oh, finger. classic volcano caterpillar. <laughs> classic <laughs> volcano caterpillars. <laughs> yeah. uh, and th- it, it was like this that the stranger found him carrying his own salamander, which was larger than Vulcan's anyway. But again. I think Loreboy's canon, it was only longer because Vulcan destroyed the head. That's official right. Loreboy's canon. However big they are in your own internal head canon, the emp- or the uh, the strangers was only bigger because uh, the head was still intact. 
He's got it in like a breast pocket. It's just like poking <laughs> out. It's like, oh, I'll see. Dude, yeah. when you say the head cannon, I just pictured all of our listeners, those little guys from Megaman that have the things they shoot out of their the cannon. <laughs> they, they actually have head cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them, eh? Yeah. Uh, I forgot what in, they're called. In their head they cannon, just... in their head cannon, uh, Mega Man's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, they also <laughs> have bullets. <laughs> also bullets in their head cannon. <laughs> or cannonballs, technically. Uh,. So the stranger finds uh, Vulcan like this, hanging by a thread, uh, slowly tiring and about to fall into some lava. He takes his salamander, throws it into the lava, and uses it, uses it as kind of a bridge or stepping stone to uh, cross, uh, cross the channel. Uh, salamanders are fire-resistant, obviously. Okay. Just like okay. in real life, so it doesn't just burn up in the <laughs> lava. And he goes to Vulcan's aid. He saves him. He pulls him up. Uh, when they returned... Vulcan was quickly declared the winner because even though he was saved by the stranger who threw away his own salamander, he's like, well, I'm keeping mine. Uh, the stranger had thrown away his, so everyone everyone gets back. They're like, this fucking stranger, he didn't even catch his salamander. Look at the one that, look at the size of the one that Vulcan's got. That's a good five inches right there, baby. <laughs> no head. <laughs> no, no head, sure. That'd be a solid six inches with a head. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep telling people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, bad circumcision, I idea, huh? I have an idea for a sketch, and it's just someone who there's things that are obviously smaller than six inches, but he always insists that they're six inches. Just yeah. because <laughs> some internal math that just will not compute if that is not six inches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you can you pass me that uh can you pass me that screw? Uh the three inch one. Oh, you mean the six inch one? Uh, yeah. What? The, de- the deck screws, dude. What, the no, 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 no. I've seen six inches, and that's six inches. Yeah, that's. He's, I think that might be a bit more. Honestly, I think that's. Yeah. Like, that's pretty long. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. The label. The label. The label on the box is like. It must must be a. Oh, this is probably an eight, but it like rubbed off. Like yeah. it was probably an eight. <laughs> Did you leave this sides. measuring? T- Did you leave this measuring tape under the heater in the car? It's throwing. <laughs> it's showing three inches. This is obviously six. This. Yeah. No. Yeah. The pay lines on this are definitely wrong. Are these oh, are these American inches though, or are these like some other country's inches? Like are this yeah. like metric? Are these metric inches? inches? No, oh, I fucking EU, dude. Fucking EU. This is not right. Yeah, no, not right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, socialists. They're they're socialists, man. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, in in uh, in socialist uh, Europe, everybody gets six inches. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so they they return from the salamander hunt. Uh, half at least half of them victorious. Hmm? Uh, everybody, everybody goes nuts. Everybody goes bananas. They're like, "Woo, yeah, Delta Kappa Phi. He fucking caught the salamander. This other fucking Joe Bro didn't get anything, dude." Uh, the Primarch Vulcan silences the crowd. However, to say that any man who valued life over pride was worthy of his service and swore fealty to the Emperor of Mankind. So, the big Scooby Doo reveal is it's the God Emperor the whole time. Oh, oh shit! That I was, was gonna not be Diablo. What's that? <laughs> the stranger Diablo. Oh, it's not Diab the stranger from Diablo. No. Oh, okay. It's not the Lord of Terror Diablo. Frick. Frick. Okay. Mr. Johansson, the lighthouse keeper. He's like, yeah, 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 I was a salamander hunter the whole time. So it's his dad. <laughs> it's his dad. It's his dad. This this whole time, it was his dad. Um, Vulcans. Uh, he he's like, um, swear, swear fealty, swear fealty to me. Vulcan does. His only reservation upon entering the Emperor's service is uh, that departing Nocturne, that he would not leave its people undefended. Uh, the Emperor's like, yeah, well, like, 
sure, you got people that you love and care about and have grown up with here. Some people that you would call father figures, you go, I'm your father. Uh, uh, but what about like the rest of my uh, my nation, dude? Like, what about the rest of the galaxy that I care about? Don't you think that you should care about them too? Where were like, you three years ago when I started on the anvil, dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, he, he, it shows that his concern is with his people and he doesn't want to leave them completely undefended. So like I said, we're not sure what happened on Nocturne to create the space marines of the Salamanders Legion. But we know that the people there become Salamanders space marines in some regard. Their base is oh, their base is set up on Prometheus, so on the the orbiting planet. Yeah, um, and they're one of the only uh, Space Marines legions that like grow up around like family or cousins or you know like neighborhood oh. community and all this stuff. The only emotionally stable killing machines uh, in 40k canon, basically. Exactly. So the Emperor knew. Uh, that the terror of darkness and the feasting of alien horrors uncounted as Noxus had, and that Nocturne itself as the homeworld of a Primarch would be forever secured by his sons, the 18th Legion, which bore his blood. So he's like, don't worry, dude, we're going to make some kids for you. Like, I made kids for me, and your your world's going to be good by them, kind of thing. So Vulcan doesn't take over the 18th right away. He's one of the only Primarchs to have actually, he actually travels around with the Emperor, for a time and is like tutor to the emperor uh, for like a good however many centuries millennia it's unclear uh, but he travels around with them and he only returns to the 18th legion uh, in their time of greatest need uh, there's a battle which we might talk about when we talk about orcs but uh, basically there's uh, their backs are against the wall against them uh, a fearsome wah of orcs that's, that's in- invading uh, their planet or some other planet so what makes his legion so special uh, is that, that they're, they're made on Nocturne, they're born in a community, they're born in a neighborhood, a sense of family, all this stuff. So they're canonically uh, the legion that cares the most about civilian casualties. <laughs> they believe that one of their most important duties is to protect the lives of the emperor of mankind's innocent subjects wherever and whenever possible. Which, to contrast, the other space marines don't fucking care about so much. It's all about oh. killing Xenos, baby, at any cost. Yeah. Do you imagine being orcs and, and, and going into that planet and all you want to do is fight. You don't think. You just want to zug zug and fight. And like <laughs> those and then like those guys know their way around that planet and then the eclipse year happens or whatever, the year that yeah, yeah. all the natural disasters happen. They know which coast to avoid. They know which like, <laughs> volcanoes are gonna explode. Yeah. They just can like retreat while these orcs advance into their own like natural disasters. It's lit- cool. literally the US invading Vietnam. Like just, just, oh, getting their, yeah. just getting their asses handed to them <laughs> by a bunch of farmers. <laughs> uh, and that's, I think, a good place to stop talking about. Um, stop talking about the salamanders. Uh, there's definitely more, and if you want more, there's a ton of resources on Warhammer 40k salamanders that you can look up. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode someday uh, when we revisit this. I'd like to, I, like I said, there's 20 original legions excluding two who are completely redacted from history the cotton candy and bouncy house space marines i don't know if i i don't know i don't think i'll get through all 20 in one shot maybe i'll get through all 20 someday because they break down into about a thousand different chapters after uh a certain amount of time so when you actually play them in 40k uh you're playing one of the chapters not one of the legions and the chapters are max 100 space marines at a time uh so 
A lot of ground to cover. If you like the Warhammer episodes, please do let me know. Somebody requested that we cover orcs. Uh, so I might... I'm not sure if I'm going to keep on with the Space Marines or jump to Orcs for a bit and then jump back to Space Marines. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to do that Elspeth episode for Magic the Gathering that I promised you guys. So please, 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 if you guys like what you hear, uh, you want to hear more of it, you want to give us suggestions, uh, join the Discord. Go to loreboys.com slash about and you'll be able to find all our contact info and all our, our informations where you can find our discord links and you can find me on twitter at ethan the dead man or you can find lore boys at lore boys also super great ways to uh suggest or recommend or ask for uh specific topics uh peter if we're if somebody's looking for you specifically uh where might they find you um if you want to be a part of my tightly knit uh small town planetary community of super soldiers then you can uh, apply for the gene seed at pete o'donohue on twitter and at loreboys podcast on instagram and yeah, if you want to find me uh the discord is the best place to find me uh that's where we all hang out like we said it's in loreboys.com slash about uh we've got three new people in this week and people just keep pouring on pouring in we got coyote we got dalton who finally made it in one of our emailers uh, also, if you'd like to send us an email, uh, it's at loreboyspodcast at gmail.com, right? Yep. Or contact yep. at loreboys.com. Yeah. So those are the best ways to do it. So send us an email. We'll read it on the air. You can say whatever you like, and with written reason, we'll say it. So yeah. <laughs> leave reviews as well. Uh, you can just leave the stars, and it doesn't matter. It, uh, it'll give us a nice little boost. But if you want to leave us a review, we'll read that too. Yeah. So that's I, I wanted to jump into that. Um, just to give all our listeners who, who got us here, who brought us here, who support us, who love us, uh, just as we love you guys, uh, we did get approached for a sponsorship deal. Uh, it was our, our first one recently. Uh, we thought it was a really cool, uh, really exciting opportunity, but we also thought that it wasn't the best fit for us right now. We want to keep growing the show without having to rely on monetary donations or sponsorship or anything like that. Like We really want this to be the purest form of art for you. None of us need it right now, so it's not the end of the world for us. Uh, but the biggest thing that you can do for the show is not to support us financially, but just to tell your friends to leave us reviews uh, everywhere and anywhere you can. Uh, if you want to help out the show, uh, that's really the best way to do it. Leave an iTunes review. It super helps the Google robots find us whenever people say, like, dumb, st- stupid, fuckboy, history, fake history podcast. <laughs> that, it's the best way to get our 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 podcast up to the top of that google search you know what i mean uh so please if you like the show tell your friends uh who you think might like it um i i know it's sometimes an awkward thing to recommend a podcast uh to people that you're not sure will like it uh so i won't ask you to do that but anybody that you think will like it uh we'd appreciate it if you tell them and we'd appreciate it if you leave us a review uh, of course, if you're uh, frivolous with your money and you really, really want to spend it, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Loreboys, um, that you can uh, support us financially. And then we also have the alternative, Loreboys Prime, which we've offered from day one. We often don't even charge you guys any money uh, to, to become a, a subscriber on Loreboys Prime. And this week is no exception to that, that part of the rule, I guess. Uh, we are not asking for your uh, money. We're asking for your genetic information. I won't say why. We just need a seed, some sort of genetic seed. Uh, but like your hair, like your hair. Hair's fine. Uh, saliva swab is fine. Stool sample, urine sample, uh, piece of your spleen. Oh uh, no, not your spleen. Sorry, your liver, because your liver yeah. c- 
couldn't grow itself back. So just like waste samples, mark those clearly on the box though, because we like to open boxes upside down at Lore Boys HQ. And <laughs> yeah, upside down above our heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just rip the the tape off of my teeth and open it upside down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, I think that's pretty standard. Uh, but of course, we're not we're not asking for your genetic samples for your twenty three and Me. I, I mean, honestly, you guys give it to Ancestry.com. Why not fucking give it to us? Like, who cares? Yeah, uh, guys. What we should do though is we should take a go like you know the thing you can get your dog tested to see what what uh, breed it is yeah sure. and then no, you get ancestry.ca sure. so both of those things require a swab what if we swapped them what if I send oh, my shit, dog's yeah. thing to ancestry and then I send my stuff to um, the dog swab place what kind of dog will I be yeah, yeah. where will <laughs> my dog have been from in Europe I, we'll find I'm- out. <laughs> Jamie and I have discussed this a lot, but most people in my life agree that I'd be a golden retriever. So yes. uh, I, I feel confident knowing who I am already. Uh, of course, we don't ask for your genetic samples for free. Like Ancestry.com and 23andMe, they charge you guys for that, okay? We're going to give you something. That's right. Lore Boy's Butt Beans. We've been uh, eating a lot of coffee, and we've been pooping out a lot of fully intact beans. Uh, If you want the finest roast uh, from coast to coast, that from the (laughs) host who offers the most, then you want Loreboy's butt beans, okay? Uh, So make sure to send us your spit in a jar, and we'll give you back a poopy coffee bean. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of great, because it it does amp us up too like if you eat half a bag of coffee beans yeah you get a little yeah. bit of that going in your stomach it, it, pe- it peps you up to write a podcast yeah. I'll tell you that much. so we can share that buzz together you and i listener yeah uh. exactly. it's really when you think about it when you think about it it's the same buzz that we're sharing yep. like we're linked through time and space uh that's, that's, that's really what the warp is uh, from warhammer 40k <laughs> uh, eating coffee beans yeah but two people sharing the same caffeine buzz at the same time right uh, right yeah okay and that's why it only, it only exists where life exists. But I think that would constitute a Toot. lore boys. Lore boys. Lore boys. Tooting out there. coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ethan. A uh, letter that starts with Q is Q. Jamie, what's a number that starts with three? Um, a number that starts with three is 41,000. My name's James. Now, how about you, Peter? Do you know any numbers? I know um, a few numbers. I, uh, my name is Peter. I could say a few numbers. Uh, maybe two or three numbers, although that is two numbers. So I think that's probably it. Well, then you said two again. So is that three numbers now? Well, no. Repeat. I might be an idiot, but repeating the same word twice does not count as three things. No, but there's three different twos. T-W-O, T-O-O, and T-O. So that's three le- three numbers, right? That's true. I Twoo. didn't know. <laughs> One. Twi- that's okay. So, so my right, name's Ethan. Right. I'm hosting this episode, so I feel like I shouldn't be quieter than both of you. So that's why we're doing another sound check. Hey, my name's James, and I'm over here, and uh, you got to try my Pepper Jack Monterey Jack cheese. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Peter, and I'll grab a couple of my pills, and I'll get in on that uh, Jamie's Old Cheese sale. I think that's a good one. I'm into it. I I definitely need some pills or drugs to eat Jamie's cheese. Monterey Pepperbacks. Got to do your Pepperback pizza. (laughs) 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 